Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Okay, it's Thursday night. And now I'm going to try to do the second on um, on Sukkot matters, and I promise uh, our sponsors. This again, this is Abe Gluck and Gluck's Plumbing. Uh, maybe I like one out of two. Um, it's my pleasure. I was thinking while I was driving today about the Arbaminim and all that, and let me get right to my point. There are two. It's just interesting the following juxtaposition. We have the Keturus and the Arbaminim. These are the two symbols of Achdus in Jewish thought and rabbinic thought and biblical thought. Correct? The Keturus is associated with the Avodos Yom Kippurim, right? The Kohen God or the High Priest takes the stuff into the Kodesh Gadashim and there he constructs the Wush, the Keturus. He takes the stuff all mixed together, the spices, including the bad spices, the Chalban, as we all know, and he... Uh, pours coals on them, and that creates a big whoosh, a big smoke bomb. And that's considered the height of the Avodah. Um, clearly, that Katoris is a classic example, one of two, of the Yachtas, because you got the good and the bad. You know that, I don't have to expatiate on that. Although I will in a minute. So you have the Katoris, the, the sweet smelling spices and the bad ones. Although, when blended together, it comes out smelling good. Like you take any kind of food, you know, as I always say, you take a Tabasco. If you take a you take a drink directly, it'll kill you. You put a little bit in with something else. If you like it that way, then it comes out good. It doesn't kill you. So that's the idea of cooking. That's the of Keturus. That's the of the Yachtus. The good Jews and the bad Jews, etc., etc. And then the other example, which comes only five days later, the Torah mandates on the 10th of Tishrei, you do the Keturus ritual. That unity ritual. Five days later, you do another ritual called Lokach Elchem Bayom Rishon Priyat And I think you know that for most of the Jewish people, it's only one day. I'm talking about Minotaur. So, um, it's just very interesting the way God set it up. On the 10th of Tishrei, you do um, unity ritual A, and five days later, you do unity ritual B. I'm sure there are reasons on those type of people how you know can make something out of that. Nevertheless, the juxtaposition is striking. And I'll tell you what I mean. They are two different unity rituals, and they're not identical. Consider well. What is the Keturus? They all blend together and lose their individual identities into a final product, like in ingredients in cooking. You put this in, you put this in, that in. Let's say you bake a cake or you cook something fancy. Maybe you can taste the original in it. Maybe you can't taste the original in it. It's gone. It's lost its its identity in the new Zach that was created. You made a cake so you don't see the original stuff anymore. Right? So you take the Keturus, you mix together all these spices. I know what the original ingredients were, but the final product is the Rechnicha. You don't see it. You lose yourself in the Klal. It's a very interesting symbol. I'll say it again. The Keturus is the idea that you contributed 
be a part of it, and maybe even an integral part of it. But you're not there in your identity form by the time the process is over. That's one kind of thing. The, by contrast, the Arba Minin, the Lulav is the same Lulav, and the Esrog is the same Esrog, and so forth. None of the four components, the Lulav, Esrog, Hadassah, and Rose, loses their identity. Instead, they're simply combined together. But each one is what it is. So you see, isn't that cool? There's two different types of Achtus. To be very exact, one's Achtus and one's Ichud. One is uniting different pieces together, but they still remain pieces. And the other was me'achet, you, you sort of amalgamate. You know, see, the, the pieces lose their identity. To say that you have an ideal of an achtus, of a katoris variety, is one big ideal, baby, that all the Jewish people, the good and the bad and this and that and the other, should lose their identity and have a tremendous unbelievable octus that each one doesn't consider who they are. They're only thinking totally of the claw. Totally. That never happens. Or to be more exact, it happened once. I am, of course, referring to Shavuos. When it says, If it's really true, it's not hyperbole. Meant, at least for a minute, <laughs> the old Jewish people had an unbelievable wave of unity. Like which you never saw again. Matter of fact, that's why God said, okay, here we go. Let's give the Torah now. I don't know if I was planning to give the Torah exactly today. But since they're all, they're feeling in this mood, let's capitalize about it. Don't be surprised at that. You may remember that Hashem said, I'm going to come on this day. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, wait an extra day. Uh, you know, it comes to these meaning schedules. It's kind of funny the way the Torah portrays God. And the meaning of Kisha Chavlevacha means... Hashem said, let us chop Maybe there's another time and another place to give the Ten Commandments. But since right now, and it was Jews, that's very hard. If you take it literally, it was a katyrus. There were good Jews in the time of Moshe Ben. There were bad Jews. There were Reuben, Shem, and Levi, who suckers, one done, Naphtali, and all the rest. There was this type and that type. For whatever reason, we will never know it's 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 a wonderful uh, question to raise. It's a question without an answer. You don't know. What was it like when all the Jews were mamish the same? Had the same ideal, the same desire. I, 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 I'm losing myself like a, a a spark in a flame. You see? And it takes that to get the Torah. <laughs> Which is why it only happened once. It only happened once. Now, Sukkot isn't like that. Sukkot, they they have a coming together of different groups. They join together in like a symphony or an orchestra. Each one provided its part. But they do not lose their individual identity. That's an interesting model of the Ahtas. Uh I always remember this because the Mesilis Yishon very famously, and it's not just him, it's just he always comes to my mind. Um... Says in that chapter about the Hasidus and all that, that God wants it, as I've said a hundred times on these podcasts, that the Frumis should use their mitzvahs to be Mizaka, the non Frum, and the non observant. Okay? Um, again, from the Silk Charm in chapter 19. Ode on the 
There's another basic of, or an integral part of Chasidus. Tovis Hador. That the person wants to be a Chasid has to think about fellow Jews, including a lot of bums and lowlifes and near dwells and stuff like that. She is kaveim by myself, letovus adar kulo. So, if I'm keeping Shabbos, and nobody else in my neighborhood or, or town is, I should have in mind that I'm the one Shomer Shabbos in this town, and I want that schuz to go for the other people here as well. Lezaka is a symbol of hagen alim. Hagen means to protect them. Protect them from what? Protect them from the consequences of their non-observance. You know? I shouldn't say, listen, Darwin, you know, survival of fist. Whoever keeps Shabbos, keeps Shabbos. Whoever doesn't, heck with you. You're not supposed to do like that. Shini roi l'chol chaset she is kavim b'maisel b'tovus adar kulo l'zakusa som l'hagen alim. And he brings psukim. V'tira, she'zeo ritzono shalmakom. And God wants it that way. This is not some frumi zach. This is actually what Hashem wants. Shiyu chasidi Yisrael he wants to form the what he calls the Hasidic Yisrael to be Mizake and to be Mechaper and the other Madrigas. So again, I'm the only one in town that keeps kosher. Nobody else in town keeps kosher. I'm staying in this town. So as far as God is concerned, there's one person in the town that keeps kosher, and he will regard it as if they all did. They all get that protection. For who Masha Amro? And the Mesil Shram says this is exactly the meaning of the Lulav, where it says, Yavo Elu Um What's he talking? Uh, let me finish this passage and then we'll look it up inside. It's a it's a medrash. It's based on a Gmar. Gmar's like that. Again, Yavo Elu Vichapoelo. These people should be mechaper to those people. I kept Shabbos. He and she did not keep Shabbos. Yavo Elu, that's me. Mechaper Elu. Mechaper means protect, pretend, uh, protect and uh, defend, clean up, all those words. I should take care of the ones that didn't keep Shabbos. Right? I, if you want to take it really heavy, I didn't do Gilarais. These guys did Gilarais. And I want my observance of uh, Arias. And my sting away from that to go on them. It defies the imagination. That's called chassid. Shayna Kaddish Baruch Chavitz Bav Dom Rishayim. Because really Hashem doesn't want the death of Rishayim, like you say at the end of Ne'ilah. Ela mitzvah mutelas al chassidim leishtadil is akosim l'chabralim. But rather, God looks at the wicked as a challenge to the righteous. He doesn't look at the wicked as wicked by himself. And say, so, oh, since you did this, I want to punish you. But he holds them up as a challenge to the righteous. Can you guys, who are not doing Gilarais, who are keeping Shabbos, who are not doing Gezo, who are keeping Taras Meshpacham, can you step up to the plate in your Kavonos HaMitzvos? Have in mind, you want to be Mizaka the others. I don't think anybody today thinks like this. Now, I could very well be wrong, but I don't know anybody like that. Anyway, and this is what the Chassid has to do in Kavonas Avodoso. So in other words, I have to say, I'm now going to sit in the sukkah. There's a lot of people that are not going to sit in the sukkah, even though they're men and they should. 
I want my sinning in the sukkah in such a way to be regarded by heaven as saying, the Jews in Baltimore sat in the sukkah. Even though in point of actual physical fact, that's not true. In terms of God's fact, God's chasidus fact, it's true. You know what I said? God is not interested in the math and science fact, because from a math and science point of view, 90% of the Jews did not sit in the sukkah. Instead, God has his own games. And in his fact situation, he wants to be able to say that since this guy did sit in the sukkah, the chassid, and the chassid had in mind, that's like a big part of this, when he sat in the sukkah, that should, should count for the others. So that way we can say everybody in Baltimore sat in the sukkah. That kind of part. The God bet philosopher and even when you're davening, she is Paolo Aldoro, Lechaper El Mishetzar Kapara. So you pray, right, to me, Mechaper, with my Zechus, and those need Kapara, even though they didn't deserve it. Ulehoshe Bishub Mishetzar Kla, Ulelam et Sanagoria, Aldor Kulo. And try to be Sanagor, even though every defense lawyer <laughs> works downtown, and this is their living, and they defend this Guzbal and that Guzbal and this inner city rapist. And that guy and the other one, if he's a good lawyer, he'll get him off. He says, well, you know, from my perspective, it's outrageous. You're letting criminals get away. Because I'm worried it's going to affect my community. But from the lawyer's point of view, he says, well, I got him off. That's it. That's my tafkin under the American legal system, under any legal system. And I had to defend the best I can. And so my job was, the lobby Sanagoria, Aldar Kula. And if I'm a good Malam in Sanagoria, if I'm a good lawyer, God will like it. He won't do what I just said, which is, isn't that outrageous? This guy got OJ off. What was his name? Johnny Cochran. He got OJ off. It was a clear case. It was a celebrity. That's why he got off. The guy Mamish did it. That's not how you look at it. Everything I just said is supposed to be located, in the Silas Sharma indicates, in Lulavi Esri, Adasa Marovas, in the Arab meaning. Isn't that funny? The uh, Medrash, which is in Emor, uh, is kind of um, long on this. Uh, I'm reading the Medrash now. Medrash Rabbah. And Kapas Tamarim. Okay, that's your Lulav. Elu Yisrael. That's, by the way, very interesting. <laughs> the guy has Torah. He doesn't have Meisim Tobin. I don't know how you usually translate that. He has a Tom and a Rech. Is that how they usually... If I told you the Lulav is... He has Tom and a Rech. I mean, how would you explain that? Okay. He has Torah, he doesn't have Tobin. Interesting. Okay. On the face of us... That's easy to understand. There are a lot of people not learning, and they do a lot of mitzvahs. Agreed? That's not hard. So if I see a lulav, I immediately think of some jerk I know, more than one, that they know how to learn, but they're jerks. Maisim Tovim don't have. They're a turnoff. You don't want to be around them. If they encounter you, you have to put up a good face. And you'd rather not encounter them. That's what you're dealing with. Right? That's your lulav. My saying, can if you see your 
Hadassim, yeah, so, so to speak, a Pashti Yid, like in the Hasidic tales. He does know nothing, but he does a lot of Maisim Tovim. So which would you rather have? A Lulav or Hadassim? Interesting. And finally, you get your Avinocha. It's all Mebish. Avinocha would be your Rose. What does God do to these bad people, to our rubbers? They don't have Torah, they don't have Maisim Tovim. They don't want to kill them. Now, I would say, can wipe out the Jewish people. That's what that means. But I'm looking here in the Medrash. The Mepharshim learn a little bit different. I'm assuming they know what they're talking about. And he says, you can't wipe him out because, like the Rambam says about the masses, you need them to provide comradeship and support for the Fumis. Gambali Tomaisin Tom Tzrichim Laoskin Beishu Olam is Kaim Al Yodam Ha'olam. So what do you do? You can't wipe him out. Elamar Kadesh Baruchum Yukshu Rukulam Agoda Achas Tie him all together in a good, you know, as we do the Arba Minim. Isn't it interesting? Each one supplies what the other one doesn't have. So the one that has the Maisim Tovim supplies the one that only has the Torah. The one that has both supplies the Arobas. And things like this. And if you do this, then everything will be great. Okay? Therefore, That's why Moshe says which means you know time up together in that sense okay in that sense now okay so the Iker point is one should be mechaper and the other using your identity again you don't bl- blend your identity with anyone else it's not the Ketoris it's a different thing you are who you are and you supply the part that's missing to the whole orchestra Right? You can't have an orchestra without this instrument and that instrument. And so you need this one can supply this, that one can supply that. And this, of course, is a very simplistic way, because what they really mean, of course, I think, is that different Jews have different talents and they can supply them. You need the people who can help you lobby, you need people who can help you with business. You need people who can do the military stuff. Look, right now, for example, as we speak, aren't there soldiers guarding the Kotel and all that stuff. They probably had to work on Yantam and Shabbos. Are they doing something big? If they're doing it in the way I just described, that they want to be Mizaka and help the others to be able to keep Shabbos and Yantam, then they're doing a good thing. That's the meaning there of a little Esri Gadas and Rovis. Okay? There's a Gemara in, um, in uh, Menachas. I'm sure the uh, only people remember better than me. Where the Mishnah talks about what's mock of what on page 27 of Zion. And it says, you know, Shnei Siri Yom Kippur Machman says you have to do both or none. And among other things, Arbisha Belulov Machman says that. You need all four for the Lulov to do it, otherwise it doesn't count. And the Gemara says, um, where is it over here? If a guy doesn't have all four, then, you, then it doesn't count. If you have them, you do one at a time. Um, 
And then he always asked the question over here. Uh, here it is. Arba means Shabluv. Arba means Shabluv, most impaired, Shnaim most impaired. The nature of the four minim is that the two, the Esrig and the Tamarim, have fruit, and the Hadassim Rabbas don't. That's their nature. Hosa pairs use the Google English Osin. And the symbolism is that the two things need to think, the other two things, that the two who um, don't have Paris should be connected with those that do have Paris. The Hadassim Rabbas are physically connected, in other words, Gulub and Esrig. But Shainos and Paris Google is appears the other way around, and therefore need it all together. And Rashi says that that's how it is when you have a davening session, like we see on Yom Kippur. It's not that you're being nice to the Avrayon, you need the Avrayon. It's not a good davening session unless you have bad Jews located with you in the, in the shul. Which is the antithesis of the way usually you feel. You say, I don't want these people in. Rashi says, when you're Maratza Hashem, Kishem is Anin, Ainanin, Achukum, Begudah Achat, Sadikim Urshaim, Tumidosim, Venosim, Paris. So just like you can't do the Lubin and Esther unless you have all four, including the bed, so you can't have a good prayer session for rain or prevent a to call or something like that, unless everybody's in shul, davening, even those who usually don't. Now this is reflective of the old Jewish history, pre-modern, when, and we still have people like that today, especially with the Spartan, which somebody may be non-observant, as we say, but they're from deep down in the sense that they identify, shall we say, with Orthodox Judaism, traditional Judaism. You know what I mean? You can see a Sephardi guy who runs a place on shop and who knows what he eats all the restaurant. But he will come to Shul if you ask him for a minion. He'll certainly be there for Slichot and Yom Narayim and all that sort of thing. And he will be the sinner in the Shul dominating. Because he's not saying when he goes even for Slichot, oh, as a result of this, I'm going to close my store on Shabbos. They don't mean it. They don't even say it. If he's the type of person who eats trafe every day, Unless he gets really inspired, you know, for years at a Vajayosa speech or something like that. I mean, anything's possible. But typically, down the ages, I'm coming to Shul, I'm davening, I'm saying Slichos, I'm saying Yotzeris, I'm saying all the penitential prayers, but I'm going to go the minute Yom Kippur's over and reopen the restaurant <laughs> that sells crabs. You see? Or whatever business is engaged in. So while he was davening Yom Kippur, he wasn't doing it in the sense that this is going to be a transformative experience and repentance experience, that's different. We all know that. If somebody really comes on Yom Kippur or ever in Davening, as a result, he turns around 180, okay, you know, ain't Dabra, Bifnei Chuba, etc., etc. That's a transformative experience. But that's not what happens, not typically. The guy goes to show. He and his wife, whatever. It's a Orthodox show. It's a Sephardi show. I'm just using Sephardim as an example. It's not only Sephardim, but you know what I mean. Okay? He's coming over here. He's still a Avaryan, but he wants to, he was asked to dive with everybody else, and he dives with everybody else. And Hashem likes that. Now he likes that, because he says, I like the Jewish actors, even though 
in what I just described, the wicked are not ceasing to be wicked. There, my friends, as I understand, is the difference between the Katoris on the one hand and the uh, Abimim on the other. The Katoris, as I understand it, represents the transformative experience. When the coin does that Katoris ritual, what he's really saying is, contrary to what I just told you before, the um, wicked are going to lose their wickedness during this Yom Kippur, Lifnei Hashem Tetoro, in some certain way. They will not be Avriyanim. They will change. It would be a good muscle if a person really did transform and repent, since he's no longer his former identity, the same way the Chelban is no longer the former identity of Chelba. It's just something you can barely taste or smell in the final product. Because it doesn't smell bad anymore, mixed with the other stuff. But with the four minute, it's not like that. When it's all over, the Arova still going to stay the same Arova. You see? The Lulav will be the same Lulav. LMI. But when they were davening, they were davening together. So we're Mam without any pretensions of changing who they were. So it is strictly a unity vart. And for some reason, God likes that. Because in God's arithmetic, unlike math and science arithmetic, he likes to play games. And so we're lucky that he does. And the game he plays is, here's this one guy, Chaim Schwartz, and he keeps Shabbos in this village, and that allows me, God, to say, okay, this village is a Shumber Shabbos village. I don't have to go and look or whatever to see what everybody's exactly doing. Had he not kept Shabbos, we'd have a problem. But since one guy does it, and I don't know mean geographically, I'm just using that as an example. But that guy had to do it, according to Silas Sharm anyway, with the right kavana. That's the thing. That I'm doing this mitzvah now, soon it's going to be Shemunat Seret, soon it's going to be Torah, other things, I'm doing it with the Kavanah that I just said. Then you become part of the Lulav and Esther Gadassim Rebbe's uh, program. Uh, then you are playing a role in Yavu Elu Elu. Since the Jewish people, especially the Ashkenazim, became so fractionated 200 years ago, whatever, now you're reformed, conservative, this, that, and the other, so, these other movements have done their best to kill this kind of sense of traditionalism. Uh, they formally disbelieve. They have different sectarian ideas. They're different denominational. And so forth. Has it worked? We've witnessed a funny thing, in my opinion. We see two tre simultaneous trends. One very dangerous, the other a different nature. The biggest devastation from these different new groups and denominations that have popped up in Judaism in the last 200, 250 years has been the fact they are zero barrier against intermarriages and that sort of thing. When that happens, it's over. L'chaira. So somebody becomes reformed. Then they marry somebody who's not Jewish. Whatever kind of version, or and and usually not even that. 
You could be the nicest person in the world. The children will not be Jewish. You know, in nine yard. It's the way it is. That's the way it is. If they completely lose their sense of identity, how logically or otherwise, there's nothing to play with. But if they do not, if they do not, then it's kind of interesting. And the people in the Kiev world will tell you, the Lubavitchers and the others, and my friend in North Carolina and the others, you know, it's surprising after all this several generations of denominationalism, there still is a pencil of Yadir. Uh, you know, the Lubavitch guy can bring him in, <laughs> right in the middle of the West, and I don't know, in Alaska, wherever it is. There's something there, something to work with. I'm not oversimplifying, I'm not being patronizing, I'm not trying to, you know, make fun of it or something like that. It's not totally dead. If the person is no longer halakhically Jewish, is it dead? Um, so the Lula of an Esra program works in a certain way. Right? If you if, if the Aravas are still Aravas, <laughs> then okay. Then it's possible to bring them back. And if you follow the Chazals we've been talking about now, if you don't exactly bring them back, as long as they say Jewish, so Yavo Yelo Chapro I don't know how it works. It's at variance with the idea that, you know, the good get rewarded, the bad get punished. I don't care. You know, that's God's business. So the rule of an asterisk works in that way. The, uh, the person that's no longer Jewish Nothing to work with. Not as far as I can see. I could be wrong. And maybe mystically, that person's children will just have an insane desire to, to be Maguire. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not out in the field. You know, I don't think so. But my opinion means nothing. Because I don't know how it works out there in the heavens. But as long as they're not holding by that, then it's a very interesting phenomenon they have Yavoyelu The Esra and the Lulav and the Dasim still exercise some kind of an attraction on their of us. Right? Uh, there's, still, there's still something there. But, mind you, it's a very distinct way. It's the orchestra way, not the amalgamation way. If you want to look at it another way, not in the classic way, you know, even the from world today is a kind of little of Esagardas and Robots. And I'm, I'm not talking about in the sense of this one has Tom and Reich and all the rest of it. We all have groups we think have no Tom, no Reich, and so forth. But I simply mean, for whatever reason, the from world is no Katoris. We're not all exactly the same, and we have, you know, just blended into one mass called Orthodox Judaism, or Haredi, or whatever you want to call it. Instead, this one is Chasidish, this is Misnagid, this is Sardin, this is Lubavitch, this is Samar, this is Yeshiva, this is modern Orthodox, you know, it's it's more in the nature of the Arbamian. You see? When things work well, Yavu Elu When things work well, the modern guy can supply something that this guy can't have, and this guy can supply something the modern guy can't have. When it works well. If it doesn't work well, then you got problems. Anyway, 
I just wanted to share this idea because I think it, at least I've touched the tip of the iceberg. Because it's got to be some connection. That five days ago, meaning on the 10th of Tishrei, God said, I want to do the Keturahs, which is one classic uh, unity ritual, although a radical unity, amalgamation, loss of identity. And then you have the other one, in which there's not loss of identity, it's a different type of, of unity, a federal state, so to speak, right? Like we have in the United States, a federal system. Each unit retains identity, but they're all integrated together, hopefully to pursue a common higher objective. In other words, the, the 12 Shvatim way back when. Uh, I think this is food for thought. And uh, with that, I bid you a good morning. And of course, I want to once again thank Lux for their sponsorship. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidovidkatz.com.